Greetings, everybody. This is the Common Sense American, and I am coming at you early on and here in 2023. Uh, Kevin McCarthy is the Speaker of the House after quite the drama. I think it was 14 or 15 ballots he finally got in. Um, there's a, the, the Republicans and the conservatives all across the country seem to be very split on this. Uh, some people really didn't want McCarthy at all. Uh, other people um, did want him, but supported the pushback against him. Um, from, from people like Getz and Bibbert. And um, I, I really think, I said it was sort of a lack of unity on the side of Republicans, and it kind of is because you see that schism and it's the gap is very obvious. We're seeing the same gap in terms of Democrat leaders as well. It's just sort of political chaos in Washington, right? And politics have infused our lives with at every turn. Every turn, it, here it comes. Everything is political. Everything. Now, when I was younger, which wasn't that long ago, um, when I was, say, in college or just out of college back in the, um, in the early 2000s, first of all, when I was in college, unless you took political science, this never came up. N none of this did. There, there, was no, there was no critical race theory. There was no everybody racist. There was no everybody sexist. There was, there was none of this. Um, and even if you did take political science, it was more about politics, international politics, uh, domestic politics, but not this social justice crap that has uh, recently sort of to, started to dominate uh, headlines and spread across the country. And we have spoken about the woke insanity many times. All of us are pretty much against it in one way or another. And right now, um, I've, I've always said it was, it's sort of an ideology we have to push back against because it's, it's creepy and it's wrong and it's dangerous. Um, and the other thing that I've said is that there's no science to back this up. The pro-science people, everybody all about the science, you know, you have to support the science, has no science to back any of this up, ever. Uh, there is no science, there is no test, scientific test, that someone can take to prove that they're, I don't know, non-gender conforming, non-binary, whatever. There isn't one. It's all in their head. We're just supposed to go with it. I'm a giraffe today, so I guess that's what I'll be. And there's nothing you can say against it because you're not allowed. That's the thing here. The reason why, and I'm going to focus on this very strongly today, our rights are in grave danger because of, and not just because uh, a small, very vocal, very insane minority is essentially demanding fascism and acting like a bunch of little Hitlers and a bunch of, well, actually a bunch of little monarchists. You say anything bad about me and we're going to cut off your head. Um, you know, forget it. You're, you're, you're done. We're going, to, we have, we're going to employ our significant power and resources to make your lives miserable. Um, and the media will be complicit in it. They'll be all about it. Uh, they have all the power. They have it in education. They have it in government. They have the entertainment business just continues to push it. There's there's very little recourse for people like us who are resisting this. And when I say there in the past, I made the point that there is no science to back it up. What is frightening, and you're going to start seeing this uh, in psychological circles, uh, psychiatric circles. They're essentially inventing the science to try to push these these really toxic ideas. There was a um, they're they're talking about pushing. Well, hate speech is very common. It's a very common term. They're using something similar in those fields, in these so-called uh, mental medical fields, 
um, which is called biased speech. And they're basically instructing everybody in that field not to use it. And these are the things you just can't say. Um, and that shouldn't be a surprise. Um, but what's scarier than that is they are uh, coming up with tests that are going to determine your unconscious racism level. Uh, how you are unconsciously racist in some way or another. And that could include anything. You, you, you could walk into a, a psychiatrist's office and just get to talk a little bit. Maybe you're a little down or depressed, anxious, whatever. And they could run a few tests and have you coming out of there, you're, you're a racial terrorist. You're, you're, you're a bad person because you harbor all these unconscious racial profilings in your head. That's really just the beginning here. The First Amendment of our Constitution is freedom of speech. We all know that. Um, they have been pushing against this with, the, with this hate speech thing for a while. Now, hate speech, of course, flies in the face of the First Amendment. There is nothing in the First Amendment that says that there are certain things you can't say because other people will be offended. That, does, that isn't how this works. Um, and they don't want it to work that way. Uh, and now it's leaking into... Um, medical science in ways that you really can't even comprehend, in ways that are designed to control you and, and tell you things about yourself, supposedly, that you would never know because, conveniently, they're unconscious. And yet, somehow, they're going to dictate the way you act and the way you behave and all of that. This sets a very dangerous precedent. But I want to also, and I, I talked about this a little bit before, but I wanted to know, and I want to know what people think about this too, when did humanity get to the point where words are deadly? Let, let's, let's just, for the sake of argument, right, let's, uh, for, for, as a hypothetical, let's assume, let's embrace what all these people are saying that these things are hurtful, uh, saying certain things, using the wrong pronoun, you know, uh, wrong gender pronoun, misgendering, is damaging to the person's uh, psyche and is hurtful and can hurt them mentally. Uh, let, let's, let's just, I don't know, let, let's embrace that for the time. Let, let's say that that's possible, okay? Let's say that that can happen and that it does happen. Okay, well, here's my question. Why does it happen? We have gone hundreds, thousands of years um, in human history, and there is no historical record of any such thing happening um, where uh, a civilization has decided to force people to not say things because other people will feel bad about it. That, that has never happened. What this is closest to, and again, this is interesting from a monarch standpoint, from an authoritarian, tyrannical, fascist style of rule. This is what it's closest to. A king or a ruler uh, telling the populace, you can't say bad things about me. You, you can't say bad things about my queen. You can't say bad things about this kingdom or, or um, the people who rule it or the people who are above you or the tax guy. You can't do that. You can't say these things. That, of course, is part of history. And that, of course, we know well to be a fact. Uh, we also know that it's bad. We also know that we're supposed to have been moved past that. And that is a very different thing, still, 
Essentially, it's saying we don't want you saying bad things, but because they're they're well, they were control freaks. They're monarchs. They want you to. They, they don't want to be said that anything wrong with the, the kingdom and said anything against them. If he goes the size of Asia, um, so you know it, they're they're in, in many ways tyrants, and we all know it. So are all these people tyrants? Because it certainly sounds like it. You can't say something, and you will be punished for it. So there is no freedom of speech. That's gone. Um, but even more terrifying than that is the lack of fortitude that humanity is now displaying. You couldn't say anything against the regime in the olden days in certain old kingdoms because they didn't want you to. But that, that wasn't because um, somebody was going to, you know, you, you were going to hurt their feelings. That was... That was just going against the the entire uh, the, the rule of the country. You couldn't do that. Um, individual citizens could certainly say whatever the hell they wanted about any other citizen, and has always been the case. And look, people have said terrible things about other people from the dawn of time, since the moment humans could form speech. It has never seemed to reach the point where another human would be rendered incapable of functioning if someone called them a name. It has never been to the point where someone couldn't go out and do their daily work and provide for their family if someone said something they didn't like or didn't agree with or something that made them feel bad about themselves. That was all just kid stuff. That was child's play. That was a word. That was a phrase. It wasn't going to affect them very much. They were going to buckle down. All this comes down to it. I know this sounds nuts, and I've said this many times before, but it sounds to me like people don't have enough to do. When humanity was struggling to survive, when they were building new civilizations and societies and countries, they didn't have time for this crap. It, was, it, just, it would never have occurred to anybody. And... They had stuff to do on a daily basis. They were not, they had real concerns, real problems, diseases, famines, plagues, wars. They didn't live very long. They struggled every day just to survive throughout most of human history. And they were not about to let a word, a phrase, somebody yelling at them for something, that was not going to bug them. That was not going to get to, well, gee, now I can't go out and harvest my crop now because you called me a name. This is very new. This is a new phenomenon. It's not so much that you're telling me that these people are irrevocably and forever damaged and altered because of something I said. If that's true, it's actually scarier. You're telling me it's true. Okay, I accept that. How is that not frightening to you? These people are that non-functional, that fragile, that they can't handle words anymore. I, I'm not saying words can't be hurtful. What I'm saying is that it has never reached, been so uh, such a played such a huge role in someone's life that it affects their life negatively in terms of their their functioning, their daily work habits, their daily uh, and and how they thought about themselves. And for the most part, how you felt about yourself was pretty much you. You didn't really listen to what other people had to say. I didn't when I was growing up. Even, even, 
even I was kind of a nerd and a geek, and a lot of my friends were too, and we went through some ribbing and teasing. That happens. But nobody was contemplating suicide. Nobody was contemplating laws that said you shouldn't do this. The reason was is because it was not did not screw us up for life, and it wouldn't screw up people who lived in time periods when you actually had to survive. Now that people really don't have anything to do, frankly, they don't. They really don't. Their lives are cushy and golden, and they're getting cushier and more golden. With every new thing they pass, it's designed to make you, to allow you to do less and less and less, to demand less of you, to make you into more of a dependent than human beings have ever been before. When humans, when they have a problem now, when these snowflakes have a problem now, it's never their fault. And all they do is immediately turn to, they used to, you know, have their little mobs and have their little Antifa crap and rise up and do that kind of thing. Uh, they moved into something scarier, which is flat-out legislation, trampling on the Constitution because we hurt their feelings. Does that not terrify anybody else? Hurt their feelings, so now we're passing laws. Now we're dismantling the very documents on which this country was built because your feelings were hurt. All our feelings get hurt. It happens. It's life. Move the hell on. Grow a spine. How can you allow what someone, especially when they're perfect strangers and don't, don't know anything about you, so what do you care? They're not here to, they're not, they're not going to dictate your life. You're going to go home and everything's going to be the same. What difference does it make when somebody told you on a screen? You don't know who they are. You're never going to encounter them in reality. Even if you did, so what? These are words, people. If they've reached the point, if, we've, if humanity has become so horrifyingly fragile that they can't handle this, that they have to start passing laws and coming up with new sciences or, or new branches of science, new tests, new methods to determine if their psyche is actually damaged and that people are unconsciously harming other people with words, then I, I, I don't know what to do. What, what can we withstand? What can we deal with? The answer, as far as I can tell, is nothing. If we can't deal with somebody calling us names, and it's a lot of the time we're not even talking about something uh, intentional. These people are claiming uh, depression and anxiety and, and crawling into a corner and crying because someone misgendered them and used the wrong pronoun. And they didn't even mean to, of course. It's an accident. How the hell am I supposed to know if you're a Z-E or X-E or H-R? Whatever. I, used the, I said you or her or him or whatever. And it, it's, okay, I, I guess it was a mistake, I suppose, in your world. Um, but even if it was just a mistake and I, I wasn't trying to be mean, you still can't handle it. My question is, what can they handle? What these people need to do is be transported back in time a few hundred years and drop them somewhere and make them go survive. All of a sudden, all of this will rapidly disappear. you got to get up in the morning and survive. Suddenly, what, someone's, what the pronoun usage is, is of, of your neighbors or whatever, suddenly that becomes really, really useless. It's not something to concern yourself with. It's really trivial because it all is trivial. And we're somehow creating not just mountains out of molehills. We are eradicating 
an entire country's backbone because we don't have a backbone. Let that sink in for a minute. The backbone of this country are things like the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights. And because we, and they're, by the way, those were written for people with a backbone. Those were written for human beings who were actually functioning at a much higher level than we are functioning now, clearly. We cannot have legions of people, particularly between the, and the, the worst part is, is it's affecting the youth of the world. The people who are supposed to be the doers and the, and the shakers, and the, they're supposed to be the highest functioning, and they're the least functioning. The most fragile. They can't handle anything. The, the, the burst into tears because, you know, you, you call them a name. We, we can't allow this to continue because you won't have a society. You won't have any. You'll have complete dependents who are basically big bowls of jello who, unbelievably enough, have all the power. We're not only allowing and tolerating People to have no self-discipline, no backbone, no self-esteem, no uh, uh, no backbone. We're not we're not allowing any of that. We're not, they're not going to have a spine. Not, we're, we're creating a bunch of dependents, but we're not only doing that. We're also creating an environment that caters to them. Instead of going the other way, which is, okay, you know what? We're done with this. You people need to grow up and become adults. You need to grow up and figure out that life isn't always going to hand you, you know, strawberries and cream. And that somehow you're just going to have to survive regardless of what people say. Amazing thought. Humans have done it for 10,000 years. I think you can do it. Maybe. You're going to have to get out of your bedroom and, and walk around a bit and sort of ignore people saying bad things about you. Hey, look, it happens. It happens to all of us. Let me put it this way. The people like me, who apparently are quote-unquote normal, but I guess we're not supposed to use that word either, um, straight, heterosexual, white males are at the bottom of the ladder right now. We know this. We know they're, that they're being discriminated against in every single strata of society. They're being discriminated against in the workplace. They're being discriminated against in education. And they're being discriminated against in laws that are passed. All of that is true. All of that is fact. Um, I see it everywhere I go. I feel like a second-class citizen everywhere I go. You whine about hurtful language. I see it every single day directed at me, every single second, every single time I get on, on the Internet. You may not consider it hurtful, but that's not supposed to matter, is it? See, I don't consider hurtful using certain words against you, but you do, and you're the only one who counts because you're the so-called victim in this, in this instance, and it doesn't matter what I say. You're in the right. Well, how come that doesn't apply to me too? I say I'm offended. I say it's hurtful to me. Oh, I'm not allowed to be hurt or offended because I'm a white heterosexual male, right? See, this, you have to allow this to work both ways. But I don't even want the sickness. I don't want the sickness to work both ways. Because I will not be hurt and offended. I, I feel that it's hurtful and offensive. I sense it every single day. And you know what? It doesn't make me want to turn around and pass laws against what you're saying against me. It doesn't. It makes me want to push for equality, real equality, true equality. It makes me ignore it. Because that's what you do with this kind of garbage. You ignore it. I don't deal with the woke crap. If I sense the wokeness in some piece of entertainment or news, I don't read it. I don't watch it. I don't look at it. I don't do it. Hell with you. So what? It doesn't affect my life one other, in, in any other way. 
doesn't affect my capacity as a worker, doesn't affect my daily life, doesn't affect, doesn't make me feel worse about myself. I, all I know is that as far as I'm concerned, all you people are nuts. And by the way, you're wrong about me because I know who I am. You're supposed to know who you are too. Isn't this all about discovering yourself and finding out that you're, I don't know, not the gender you are and, and saying you're one of the how, however many genders there are? Isn't that what this is all about? If you are confident in that and you are proud of all this coming out stuff and this is who I am and, well, okay, then what difference does it make what I say? How come I can do it and you can't? How come I can say, well, no, I'm, I'm perfectly happy with what I am. You, you can insult me every single day and you do. The media does. Hollywood does. Every book I read does. Every television show. Everything. Everything I see insults me and does it blatantly. And feels like they don't have to apologize for it. And I deal with that. You apparently can't deal with anything. But you get the preferential treatment because you're weird. Because you're in the extreme minority. And yes, you are. And yes, it's a mental illness. And it, and it has been treated as such for a thousand years. And it always has been. And only now that we've gone completely insane. And gone so far off the deep end. That we're creating New sections of science that are going to tell you when you're unconsciously racist. They're going to tell you the, quote, real you. Not the you you ever you took all these years learning for yourself. No, no, no. They're going to tell you that you're racist and a dangerous person. And then they're going to start passing laws, hate speech, bias speech, which will completely eliminate the First Amendment. That is scary enough. But what's scarier to me? is what that encourages and what that creates in a population which is a group of completely worthless dependents who, who, who can't do anything because they're so fragile and so prone to even the slightest bit of adversity, the tiniest bit. Like I said, transport these people back in time a few hundred years or even... Or even seventy years, they can't. They, they can't do it. They, they can't. They can't do anything unless the government, unless the powers that be, are propping them up every two seconds. Unless they can run to the media, to the labor board, and say, "This is how it needs to be," because I'm a freak, and everybody needs to cater to me. And anybody who says otherwise needs to be punished. Now I'm calling you a freak. Well, well, you shouldn't care. You call me. You call me the worst names in the world. You do it on a daily basis. You make assumptions about me. You make assumptions about everybody I know, about Republicans, conservatives, libertarians. You make these assumptions, assume they're to be fact, say unbelievably hateful things about me and everybody like me online, think it's perfectly fine, then turn around and whine and try and pass legislation against hurtful words against you. Okay. So essentially, you are the ruling class. You're the real aristocracy. Oh, well, the aristocracy was always in the minority. We just didn't realize that the freaks and the, the, the lunatics in the asylum were, were running the asylum. We weren't aware of that, but apparently they are. And the scary part is they're getting science behind them in a certain way. And they're just going to encourage this behavior in the future. So when real adversity, look at COVID. We should have been able to deal with that a whole lot better than we did. And instead, you have millions of people who will be terrified for the rest of their lives and will bow their head to the yoke of whatever 
the government, the CDC, any, any it doesn't matter. They're never going to question it because they need them. They need those powers that be. They're the ones who are supporting their way of life. They're the ones who are saying, yes, we'll listen to every crazy thing you have to say. And yeah, we'll even pass laws to prop you up and continue your insanity and continue producing more dependents like you while hamstringing the very people that actually keep this country moving. I'll give you, I'll bet you money that the first, I don't know, colony on Mars ain't going to be a colony of trans. All right? They're too... They, I, <laughs> you can't... Their brains aren't going to function in that capacity. They're not high-functioning individuals. They never have been. Because they're screwed up. And we're continuing to screw them up in this environment. And we're continuing to allow them to, to run everything. I actually have a lot more compassion for these people than you think. I think they should... I think we do need to pay attention to them, but they need help. And we're not giving them help. We're just en enabling them in, in the most insane ways and creating a really dark future of people who will bow and scrape and kneel before every single government that says anything, who will be so dependent on everybody else that they can't do anything. They can't feed themselves. They can't clothe themselves. They can't screw on a light bulb. They can't tie their shoes. We are rap You think that's all crazy. We are rapidly getting to that point. Look what people cannot do. Look what the average person can't do. They can't do anything. We have gone from a civilization, a country, where the average person, man and woman, could do all kinds of stuff. They could fix their own cars. They could fix every, well, they could fix every appliance they had. If they broke, they expected to last an entire lifetime. And you know what? Many, very often it didn't. If it didn't, they'd figure out how to fix it because a lot of times they didn't have the money to fix it. Women would sew and create clothes for the entire family. They grow things. They cr create food for their entire family. Even when they don't know how to do any of these things. Every single thing around the house, they build houses from the ground up. They create ways to live. And now we can't do any of it. None of it. Nothing. Incompetence. We stare at a screen and tell other people to come and do it. And at the same time, well, I guess, is it any surprise that they're so fragile? See, when you get out there and you actually do stuff and you do stuff for yourself and you succeed and you create uh, this positive forward uh, energy for yourself, you really start to care less and less and less about what other people think. The only reason you people care what everyone else thinks so much is because you don't do anything. If you cared more and, and about yourself and had confidence in yourself, you shouldn't care what I say and you should be giving back like you, that's your favorite word, isn't it? Your, that phrase, giving back. Giving back is working. Giving back is going into society and doing something for us. Not constantly going for the victim card because it's not helping anybody and it's not helping you either. It's not really helping anybody. Anyway, that's my rant for today. I'm going to leave it right there. Uh, like I said, the terrifying part is having a society that has no sense of uh, self, no sense of confidence, of esteem, a backbone, spine, nothing. That the only reason that all of this exists is because they can't handle a word said against them. They can't handle words. That's just, that's, that's a terrifying thought, isn't it? So that's it for me. I appreciate you listening as always. Um, I don't do any ads and anything like that, and I don't ask for your personal information, so it's always safe, and I uh, certainly appreciate you listening, and I'll see you again next week.